Prior to recording this podcast, your hosts, my husband Mark and my brother-in-law Doug, text each other three topics, mostly related to the Utah Jazz. They will discuss these topics in three segments, modeled after what they have referred to as the Hintzy male growth theory. I have too much respect for the listeners to subject you to thoughts of their head size or torso and limb length again. Basically, this is a podcast about the Utah Jazz. I hope that you, as the listener, get a portion of the pleasure listening to it that they get out of making it. I do, and that's saying something since their jazz obsession can be exhausting. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Twos and Threes, a Utah Jazz podcast. Um, we are now calling ourselves a cowhideglow.com podcast. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Uh, but you can now find our podcast on this cool website that um, we are doing with our friend Jay Killer called thecowhideglobe.com in honor of the all-time legend Hot Rod Huntley. Um, but yeah, Shout out to uh, his birthday, by the way, as well. Incredible, right? Yesterday. Um, cool timing on that. Um, but yeah, I'm Marcus Cincy. Uh, Doug, my brother, how are you? What's up? I'm good. You know, just just hanging out here. We, we're getting first snow in in Utah, at least northern Utah. So that's pretty crazy. Just a, just a little light snow falling down. You know? It's incredible because yesterday I'm at my, you know, third AYSO soccer game of the day for my kids. Um, and Lucas's last game of the season, mercifully, uh, he's in the under <laughs> six league. And I'm just dying, sweating. Like I start off the day with a long sleeve shirt underneath because the first game's at nine and it's kind of cool. And then it's like 85, 90 degrees and you're over there getting snow and both of our hearts and minds are aligned in first week of jazz regular season. So I, we've lived here for four years, but I'm, I'm still getting used to that. Uh, pretty nuts. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, but we're but good. It is the first um, week, dude. It's the first week of the regular season. We survived the, the preseason and we're here. It's been an up and down week. Um, and that kind of ties into our first segment, right? Um, should we go with that? Oh, I also, yeah. Um, thank you uh, for indulging me on a couple uh, late night, early morning phone calls this week. Yeah. To, to the, all those who listened to the teaser, um, I did end up calling Mark back. So I wasn't ghosting him, but <laughs> I From the hours like, of three in the morning to six in the morning, it felt like you were ghosting me. I was like, well, where's that? All right. <laughs> All right. So in this podcast, as uh, my my wife uh, mentioned in the cameo, thanks, Chris, um, we text each other three things each, and we have three segments. So let's go to segment one, um, where I texted you um, the super creative topic of week one takeaways. Uh, and your your text back was to talk about first impressions of new players which falls into that. So I think that's the perfect uh, first week one takeaway to, to think about. Uh, so what do you got on the new guys, Doug? Segment one. Yay! So, I mean, obviously that was all the hype going into the regular season. Um, it's pretty low-hanging fruit to say that Mike Conley struggled the first two games. <laughs> um, like, no, nothing groundbreaking in that sense. But honestly, there wasn't... I mean, I wasn't worried, and right. I, th- I think he had a great game last night. Um, he was great against the Kings, and he's just—I mean, his whole his whole game has to change a little bit. Um, to I mean, really, everyone in, on the 
Jazz's team right now is changing their game a little bit to to work together, which is good. But um, so that's pretty low hanging fruit. But I yeah, also... and I would say just on that, like a big theme of our podcast so far has been the human element of the of the Utah Jazz and the and the players that play for them, right? Everything from from Adam Keefe and Jeff Hornacek hanging out with John Stockton to Donovan and and Mike being besties. And if you think about it from the human element, this happens all the time, right? You start a new job you at a new place and you're like i'm gonna maybe you're not but you know there's people that are like i'm gonna bring in the donuts for everybody or something first day or i'm gonna like try to really impress everybody i'm, I'm gonna make a, a cool comment in this conference uh, call or on this meeting and maybe you're trying a little too hard and and maybe that was mike you know he's in a new situation there's been a lot of hype he's been in the same one for a long time uh, you know i switched jobs after being in the same one for a long time like uh, about a year and a half ago and you know, it's it's new. You can see him now. He's getting into a, a rhythm starting yesterday. I, my biggest hope, though, is um, you tweeted this out, and it was a great take. Um, I think you were doing it through the Cal High Globe thing. Uh, but um, he wasn't wearing a headband last night, and I'm really nervous that that's going to be the, the difference maker. I want him to see <laughs> because we haven't had a headband player in a long time, if ever. <laughs> I don't know if like Mark Ivorone like, was wearing a headband back in the day or, or like Daryl Griffith or something, but I don't think so. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, he's, he's going to be fine. Right. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I thought that was pretty interesting when the game started. I was, um, I was like, Oh my gosh, he's not wearing a headband. I wonder what this means. <laughs> it's and, funny because his hair is so amazing that I was distracted by that. I was just like, man, Mike, Mike Conley has amazing hair. It's like, it's everything. Oh, really what, it's everything Russell Westbrook is trying to do, but failing right now. Is there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't need a hit on Russell Westbrook's antennas <laughs> or whatever. Is going on. <laughs> <It's brutal. laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but also a high point. Um, well, okay. So we need Bojan. Bojan's been awesome. Yeah. When can I just played. say real quick, all caps. I've been I've been going back and forth when I tweet this because spelling is hard, right? But for Bogdanovich, like when I just scream tweet stuff, can can I just say Boyan? And then how much do I need to put a governor on referencing David Locke saying Boyan is the new horny and stuff like that? Like I'm trying not to do that too much on this podcast, but a good week for Boyan, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Um... We are looking pretty lost with Bojan, without Boyan against the Lakers. And honestly, something that was just cool was that he could take over the game. Donovan Mitchell only scored 15 points yesterday. Granted, they didn't play um, as much in the fourth quarter. But um, Boyan, man, I'm all in. Yeah, we talked about it, or I mentioned this kind of offhand being silly last week, that that there was a tweet on um, by Trey Tupé. Again, I'll shout him out. Um, about how every year Boyan shoots like 12% from three in the preseason. And then he's awesome in the regular season. And it's just kind of funny that game one against the thunder where the offense really struggled. And we can talk about that too. He just like, I came out and started attacking the rim and he had seven quick ones early. And I thought that was huge. And I was just like, Oh, regular. I think I tweeted not preseason hashtag, not preseason Boyan. Um, right. But it's like as an homage to playoff Ricky and playoff Rondo or whatever, but he was really good. Um, and then he hurts his ankle. He comes back, which is so cool. Right. I'm like, this is game one of the regular season and he against the crappy thunder team, but we kind of needed him to win that game. And he comes back and played well. 
hit a huge three. And he's also, so far, he's so subtle in press conferences and talking. He doesn't talk a lot. But he's a big, like, instant celebrator when he, like, made that corner three. And he, like, it gave me a really satisfying, like, fist pump or something. I, and I was happy about that. And then he doesn't play against the Lakers. Offense is just abysmal in that game. And I was so, so bad. like, bummed. I didn't think about it as much being him. And then fast forward to yesterday's game. And as you know, I, I missed the first half at first and I came back. Here's my one like gripe with NBA League Pass this year. It apparently is not allowing me to rewind while the game is live, at least when I do it on, on the TV, which is super annoying. So I had to just watch the third quarter on live. And then when it finished, I went back and watched the first half. Um, and good night. He was incredible. Like, he just came out in that first quarter, and it was like, whoa, we had nothing like this. And it's just mostly the fact he shot great. He made some incredible threes. But he just attacked the rim. Like you said, it was like, oh, we haven't had anything like this in a long time. Like, when have we had two guys, it, sort of George Hill and Gordon Hayward in the same year, but two guys that could drive to the basket with that kind of success, as we do with him and Donovan now? Um, that was the biggest thing that just kept blowing me away. So I was like, oh, this is almost like if Gordon didn't leave and would, would have stayed healthy, like what we would have looked like with, with these guys. I, I mean, I, don't, I hope I'm not getting it too crazy there. Bro, no. it, it looked good. It looked good. Yeah, I, I wanted to bring up that same point. I, I mean, maybe I just have amnesia and I've forgotten everything after Gordon Hayward ruined my 4th of July two and a half years ago. But... That was the only healthy response to him doing that. So I, I hope you have forgotten it all. Right. Um, but honestly, I mean, would he even be, I don't think he would be better than Bojan. Well, I, like disregarding his ankle injury and everything. That, I don't think he hard. was as aggressive. The, the one thing I was trying to, trying to dust off the memories while watching, because I kept thinking that thought. I, the one thing is Gordon Hayward was a little more explosive athletically jumping. So he could, he would dunk That's true. on people yeah. with two hands. But Bojan went to the rim harder i felt like he made like a quicker first step and was more decisive it's kind of that royce o'neill thing that i like that he would just catch and drive immediately if he wasn't going to shoot or pass right away and so he just had an advantage on people and even though he wasn't like two-hand dunking over people he kind of dunked on somebody once and made a couple layups like he when he made the first shot and then stole it and went all the way coast to coast i was just really excited (laughs) yeah well, and he kind of looks like a power forward, like he squares up and and goes in strong when he's at the rim, almost. I agree. It does make me think more. I've been thinking more and more, like, is there going to be more of the lineup with him and Joe Ingles at the same time? But one of my uh, takeaways so far, and I think you're in the same boat here, is that Royce looks good, man. <laughs> yep. And Royce looks good. Uh, yeah, so I'm just going to, you know, pub myself for a little bit. Please do. Um, Royce has hit a three all three games. He he was two for two against the Thunder, two for five against the Lakers, and one for one last night. His but, stroke looks smooth uh, too. Like it looks oh, yeah. no hesitation and smooth. And I'm I'm just gonna say I called it so far. Royce O'Neal is looking like the percentage wise Kyle Korver from three and semi enforcer of Jay Crowder. Maybe not. I mean. Maybe not as much the enforcer, but just defensive like stoutness against the key players of the other team is Royce for sure. 
for sure. I, he's been great. And I think, I, I mean, I kind of like that Quinn's been mixing up the starting lineup a little bit, but it a lot makes sense when he's in there. Um, and he has been filling those roles. I just like him so much. He's also attacked the rim pretty well. Like he's had a couple, a couple two hand dunks off of drives that I think just with the spacing that's there now is going to be open for him. Like if, if Donovan and Boyan and Mike can all break the paint regularly. And then we have this added thing where Royce can just straight line drive sometimes. Basically the offense, you finally were seeing it. We were finally seeing it yesterday. I mean, I think one of my big preseason takeaways uh, or sorry, first week of the regular season takeaways was I'm not worried about the defense at all anymore. Like the first game came out and they, I mean, the thunder, the thunder actually had some players. I was kind of surprised as we were going, I was like, Oh, I kind of like some of these guys, but the defense was great against the, uh, the Lakers. Really? The defense wasn't the problem either. Um, Like Anthony Davis's numbers weren't all that great. I, I said to Kristen at once while we were watching it, the jazz offense sucked so bad that game. And they, they had one point where they went on a 13 to two run. The jazz did. And I was like, that was literally the least inspiring 13 to two run I've ever watched. Cause it took like four minutes and it was like off of just like a bunch of ugly sequences and their offense just kind of sucked, but the defense has been good. And again, last night it just shut them down. Like I feel like, Rudy is still sort of sorting himself out with the new pieces on offense. And I, I would like for him to be a little more assertive and I would like more of the Conley go bear pick and roll, but, and, but, you know, defensively he's still been a presence. Um, I thought he wasn't great against the Lakers, but he still had a good effect on defense. And I don't know, I guess just that worry to me is, is gone. I'm just not, uh, I think it's established. This is going to be a good defensive team and guys are picking up the slack on rebounding. Um, in particular, in one Donovan uh, Mitchell, but I don't know. What do you think? You you feel the same on defense? <laughs> yeah, honestly, on defense, I I feel pretty good. I was I was pretty nervous about that without Derek Favors and Jay Crowder, but um, I mean, no one scored over a hundred points on the Jazz. Granted, they I mean they still lost to the Lakers, but um, they're not getting blown out um, defensively at least. Yeah. Do you have any other quick ones on? Um, on new guys we haven't talked about like i'm 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 liking what i'm seeing from jeff green um I, i'm fine with what i'm seeing from ed davis uh i gotta say like i'm a moody fanboy now i think he's won me over oh yeah i'm i'm all in on moody um i'm still i'm still nervous about the jazz's size without rudy i feel like i'm like i think ed davis is playing well and i think they can like they can coast along without Rudy but um that's that's one preseason takeaway that we had talked about before where I'm still a little bit nervous but yeah so tell me about that because that I think is the perfect segue to our segment two segment two (laughs) yeah so yeah what'd you text me for that one right so segment two I texted you um my solutions to a tall lineup um and you texted me um that we're gonna hit on Donovan Mitchell and our our love for him, some takeaways, memories. Yeah. Um, but so, and maybe this one's a little bit of a stretch, but I honestly feel like the solution to the tall line, like the Lakers yesterday or on 
Friday night were, were huge. I mean, with Anthony Davis, I don't think they were as efficient, honestly, when they had Anthony Davis at the four, and they've kind of moved him over to the five in the second half when they really pulled away. But, um, I mean, they were huge with LeBron and JaVale or Dwight and um, Anthony Davis all on the court at the same time, like way bigger than the Jazz. And I – and the Kings, I mean, the Kings weren't aren't as big, but I think honestly, just the Jazz's solution to the big lineup is just their offense. And and, and I think when it's flowing like it was yesterday is going to be the big thing. I think this is what people got did to the Jazz last year when the Jazz were in such a big lineup, just three point shooting um, and scoring was kind of. Um, the thing that was harder for the Jazz to guard last year, which I think will be what they'll have to rely on this year when they're going against bigger, bigger teams. I don't know. What do you think about that? I agree. Yeah, I was curious to see what you're going to say after you texted me that. And I, that's it, right? I mean, I think a good thing is they have they have more of a variety of options that they can do now. It, it would be nice if they had one other big body. I'm I'm a little skeptical about tony bradley being able to be that uh, but he looked okay last night and that, those are the types of games that we we need for him to get some minutes but i think you're right because when that lineup when they they can just spread the floor now in a way that they could not do before and the offense is potent and i it, it struggled the first two games but it was all there you could see the bones of it there like mike conley just will shoot better and and so it's there and yeah, I, and Rudy's still really big. And so if they ever need to match up with the size, him in the paint with the bigs on the wings, this is segue though. Like just a quick random side note, like how fun is it to see the players actual heights when they come out? Have you been paying right. attention to this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause like, I, I, I love all the time. Like, you know, both of us are, yeah, sort of on the taller than average end you're you're especially uh what are you like six four uh in the and so i've always been like in the nba like you'd be like six six and right. I'm a little over six two and like when i play football on the roster i always said six three and i thought like oh but if i was in the nba i'd be like six four and it's just fun to see them <laughs> see those come out now where like royce o'neill was two inches shorter uh, and it's funny that the only guys who are like the actual height is if the people who are really over seven feet tall and then they don't want to lie up anymore so like rudy really was seven one and Kevin Durant's really probably like eight feet tall, but he lies down. Um, right. But the Donovan being six one, um, when we were watching last night and Royce dunked it once, I was like, Kristen, he is actually only six four. Like he's not that much bigger than me, and that was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so I mean, you can dunk like that uh, still, but I can I cannot. Um, that's a goal before my next birthday. Um, but anyways, that that's fun. I I think that's right. Like look. They're they're smaller than last year. Um, also, side note on Derek Favors, I feel like the Pelicans aren't using him like they should, which bums me out. But maybe not at all. It's uh, oh, he wasn't man. even I, in a crunch time the other day, and they were playing Jaleel Okafor. Which is Alvin Gentry not good? I thought he was a good coach. Like, what's he thinking? Um, anyways, this is not a New Orleans Pelicans podcast, but good good grief. Um, but I, I, I think you're right. I think you're you're right on that, and. I think part of the reason the offense is going to be so good is my second segment. So a very smart jazz fan um, whose opinion I respect a lot 
gave who and who has given rave feedback on this podcast. Um, so thanks, thanks to this person. Um, noted to me that maybe we haven't talked enough about Donovan Mitchell. Um, you know, we've focused a lot on Rudy Gobert, and I think part of that is because a we both love Rudy Gobert. I mean, I've said he's my favorite player, but but also like there's there's a little more controversy buzzing around him sometimes, and it feels like people criminally underappreciate him. But if we would have started this podcast two years ago, Doug, I think. I uh, like I we would have been talking about Donovan Mitchell nonstop. And so I think maybe a little bit I've taken him for granted. We've mentioned him a little, but I just want to have a Donovan Mitchell makeup segment um, because he has been spectacular in the first week. So I, I didn't want to undersell that in our first segment, too, because my biggest takeaway, like I love the Boyan thing, but Donovan looks to be on another level right now. And it looks so easy. So I want to get to that, but I want to like have a little bit of a makeup where I, we talk a little bit about the things that we love about Donovan. Like I, here's the thoughts that I have for this: as I want to talk about a couple favorite memories on and off the court, then we can and talk about the season. And then lastly, a, a sp- one that's near and dear to me is um, uh, what nicknames you like for him? Because uh, right. <laughs> there's obviously Spider Mitchell, but I've got some thoughts. So I'm just going to give you a one off the court one on the court memory and one off the court memory and then do you have one of each of those two i do yeah all right so on the court there's a long list i don't want to steal any of yours by saying this like obviously like the alec burks put back we've mentioned on this he scored 41 game um there was a sequence at the end of a spurs game that i think we ended up losing in overtime but where he just was like so incredible the thunder all this stuff but here's to me when i sit sit down i think i've mentioned this to you but sometimes when i'm just like thinking about anything or more importantly when i'm thinking about the jazz and their potential i think about the last game of the houston series two years ago which the jazz lost and they got knocked out but in the the third quarter donovan mitchell scored 22 points i believe 22 points against what that season was regarded. I think they were the number one rate of defensive team. I think that we all knew and saw the Warriors were better, but against the Houston Rockets on the road with the season on the line, Quinn threw out his blender offense and just gave the ball to Donovan. And every time he just had to go score and it was unstoppable. It was the second time in the playoffs that he scored 22 points in a quarter. And honestly, to this day, Doug, you cannot convince me they wouldn't have won that game if he didn't get hurt in the fourth because he's on another level. So to me, that was as well as I've seen an NBA player play is certainly as well as I can remember a jazz player playing in any moment. Um, and it was in among the biggest moments and he was a rookie. So with that alone, I have, I, I formed the foundation of saying, uh, my belief is he will end up being the best player to have ever played for the Utah Jazz, and that's my hope. So that's my – maybe I'll just do that as my in-game memory, see if you have thoughts on that, and if we'll do your in-game memory, and then we can do the off-the-court one. What do you think? Okay, sounds good. Um, my adrenaline's okay. pumping right now thinking about that, by the way. Like, <laughs> sorry. I, I hope that wasn't, like, too, like, ranty, but, oh, good God. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm really feeling it. Right. Um, okay, so I feel like there are so many as well, and, I'm like, I count, like, on court, I would still count, like, when – the walk off at, at against the Thunder when he said, "We'll see y'all next season." And then Amazing. We came home and won, which was awesome. Um, I that one was I think about that one a lot too. 
But I, I when I first thought about this, I thought about just when my love for Donovan Mitchell started, which I guess my encore love because I, well, I'll get back to that. Um, but just um, game one, Rodney Hood, gastric <laughs> distress, and I was like, "Whoa, what's going on? Like, where's Rodney?" And then fill in, and he played that first game, and honestly, I. I like he didn't play great his first game, but like just his energy and his excitement, and ever since then, um, I just have because it was just like the the quick band aid that I needed over my devastated Gordon Hayward wound. Totally, and, and I think a good litmus test for a jazz fan is if you're like game one Rodney Hood gastric distress, and they know what you're talking about. That's a real jazz fan, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> a defining memory for all of us. Yeah. Well, and and I was there, and I was at that game, and I was you were there, and yeah, I forgot about that. Huh. It was like I I think Dad like randomly got tickets or something like that, and um, Dad, yeah, and and it, and he was like, "Do you want to go?" And, and I think I, like he didn't even okay. go. I, I went Big with some friends. Shouts to Dad because when you're like 85, and I'm 95, I'm gonna come over and be like, "You guys don't even know that you're a great grandpa." was at Donovan Mitchell's first game and they're going to think you're really cool. Cause by and, that point, Donovan Mitchell will be president of the United States. If the United States continues, or maybe like some global coalition or like <laughs> right. galactic one. Um, that's my, my money's on that. But yeah, dad had gotten the tickets for free from work and it was the, it was the front or no, I think it was the second row of the upper bowl. It was like awesome tickets. And, and where I was just sitting there with some buddies and we're like, what, where's, Where's Rodney Head? And then Donovan Mitchell goes in and he's starting, and it was, oh, it was so awesome. I love that you humble brag being in the second row of the upper bowl. Uh, right, just that it's like real, free tickets. really what kind of fans we are right there. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Um, you want? You want? Did yeah. You... Can I just segue that? Oh, please segue. Segue. Okay, away. so segue into my off court um, fan moment. Um, there's so many. I mean, there's the Donovan Mitchell Bridge, which I think is awesome. He just opened this Donovan Mitchell and Stance store at the City Creek Mall in Salt Lake City. Um, and just all this, like, fun stuff, like going to people's barbecues. But I want to say um, I have been a Donovan Mitchell fan from day one, and I'm I'm going to tout this hardcore. I was I, – I think Hailey and I just were at Mom and Dad's house that night randomly. But um, – we were here and dad was watching sports beat and they show the interviews from, from the tryouts uh, or like yeah. just pre-draft tryouts. And they show an interview and I think Dave Fox is like commenting on it. And he says, um, and they show Donovan Mitchell's interview and he's just like, man, I love Utah. Like the air's so clean here. I'm from New York. It's like <laughs> his first interview, right? He's so charming. <laughs> oh man. And, and I go, geez, why can't we just draft this guy? Like finally someone that loves Utah. And I honestly, I hadn't followed him in college, like, but I just knew he did, had a good um, draft and he liked Utah. And I was like, why don't we draft this guy? And then we traded for him. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, I, I loved this guy before he was on the jazz. And now he's on the jazz. I hope he's awesome. Like I, and then, and then obviously he just turned everyone's world upside down, but Dude, um, your street cred is from so day high one. right now. Your yeah. your street cred is so high right now. That was really good. I I remember 
seen I don't, that's the problem is i actually don't know if i saw them later they have showing interviews from that um but loki if you're a like you know if you're a more casual jazz fan one of my favorite stories is just the fact that he went to that pre-draft workout donovan was not expected to go as high in the draft and but he was also not expected to go in the range to the jazz but he killed that workout so much and there's a really fun podcast that he does with josh hart who's now on the pelicans josh hart hosts the podcast and they talk about how they were going a bunch of workouts together and how donovan just destroyed josh hart in the jazz workout in particular (laughs) and josh hart admits this it's kind of funny and then uh but then dennis Lindsay, the gm of the jazz at the time was like if anybody says anything about how good this workout was, you're fired. Like, this is the just <laughs> legend. Like, yeah. we're literally going to fire you because at that moment, he was like, we're trading up. And I think Dennis Lindsay's, like, son played in the same conference um, in the AC or something on, a, like, a different team. And he had seen Donovan Mitchell play against him or something. But anyways, I, I love that story. He's just so charming. Like, off-court stuff. Like, I want to shout out my friend here, um, uh, Erica Glover. Um, it's funny. We were when in that first podcast, we made a joke about how only like Talon Hatch would listen to the pod. And then we actually had to like prod him and the Brown family. I don't know if you right. know this because I do, I, I do love you guys. Um, but my, my friends drew and Erica texted me after and we're like, we're listening to this and we're a little offended that you didn't say that we would, uh, would listen. So shout out Erica. Um, but like, she's very casual <laughs> sports fan. I would say loves Donovan Mitchell and got all in on his hair from the beginning. He's like Donovan, great hair. And then loves like everything. About so that's like how, far um, reaching his his uh, influences now I'm, she's a much better more intense and sophisticated fan than than just his hair but i just love that like even his hair is is bringing people happiness um but for my non one I, i'm this is a one that a lot of people know I, I there's a bunch like i love that he fixed some like he paid for somebody's iphone screen to get fixed when he saw them in the store and then they like he just does cool stuff but for me it's the it's the was it the 4th of July or the 24th of July barbecue? I think it was the 4th of July um, Yeah, where he just literally tweeted out. He's in Salt Lake in the summer. Doesn't have to be right. It's off season. And he's like, Hey, jazz fans, where's the barbecue at? And, and people responded and he showed up to three random people's barbecues and their pictures of him, not just at the barbecue. The man took his shirt off and got in the swimming pool and was playing basketball on a little thing, a little pool basketball hoop. Doug. I love him so much. And the fact that he would do that, this is why it's because he, he, and he explains this in a few contexts afterwards where he's like, you know, I just do this because I always thought it'd be cool if somebody that I liked did that, you know, if, if somebody that like a famous athlete that I like, and he's been like his dad worked for the Mets. So he's been around professional athletes a little bit growing up and he was a, a you know, a highly regarded player, if not like a super high recruit. So he's been around big, big name guys, but just the fact that, like I all the time think, oh, dude, if I was that if I was in those shoes, I would do cool stuff like show up at somebody's Fourth of July barbecue, and I don't know if I would, but I like to think I would. And Donovan Mitchell does, and he is um, the face of our franchise for a long time. And him and Rudy Gobert as a foundation is the most exciting thing since John Stockton and Carl Malone. I love those guys. They're not as fun as these guys. Um, so, so <laughs> I love the off court stuff with with Donovan. Um, I also like along what you said about him wanting to be in Utah. This is not a, I, I sort of am cheating and making this social media moment a non, so, you know, not in that segment because David J Smith at David J Smith, one, two, three, two, who's a great uh, Twitter follower. follows the Utah jazz writes about them. He, he excerpted a thing from a, a, a bleacher report article where Donovan said, 
referring to Kawhi Leonard. I think the feeling that he had doing it there, I would love to have that here. I would love to bring the state of Utah their first championship. I think that's the one thing I've always wanted. He's just the best, man. Uh, he's just the best. So, um, <laughs> Can I throw something uh, in really fast? Please throw in, and then let's talk nicknames maybe, and then we can. All right. I totally forgive Donovan Mitchell, but I responded to that tweet. And he oh, didn't he did? come to my barbecue. <laughs> I think I, I think I. Didn't you told me my... to respond. Yeah, I was like, at do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, too slow, Doug. Come on. I think I was a little late. I was We're a blaming late. you and not Donovan there. If it took you, but, but, um, but yeah. Uh, so real quick before his performance, uh, I'm, this segment's getting long, but you know what? I don't care because I like Donovan Mitchell. In fact, I love Donovan Mitchell. So here's my thing. Spider Mitchell, Spider Mitchell, like that's his Twitter handle. There's a lot of cool Spider-Man stuff. Like the ringer, every time he does something cool, tweets out this like cartoon of him, like on like spider webbing across uh, a city or something. And I, I love it. I, it works with his shoes, which are awesome. Um, so that's a good one. Uh, but I, I like, I don't know. Donovan is a really good name for nicknames. And I'm like a big kind of godfather and like movie like mafia types type show. I'm not a fan of the mafia. I, I just like movies and stories around. So like <laughs> anything like the Don. Sometimes I'm just like the Don. I like to call him that. But I also like Donnie is also a good like, like, Don, you know, Donnie Brasco or whatever. Like, I just think in my house, like what we used to call Tim Tebow, Timmy Tebow. And like Haley would say it and warm my heart. And I just like calling him Donnie, Don and Don. I don't know. Do you have do you have a nickname preference? Yeah. So um, if if you live in Salt Lake City and you listen to 1280 The Zone or 97.5. It's the same thing. But um, Gordon Monson at the beginning of every season does his – and Gordon Monson's a local um, sports broadcaster. Um, he does his new jazz um, nicknames. He does that every year. And nice. I mean, he's kind of a quirky dude. He says some funny things. But some that I – he's he says um, – like every time Donovan, this was this was two years ago, but every time Donovan dunks it, it's a slamage, like a sandwich slam dunk. Oh boy! I oh boy! <laughs> it's kind of rough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna use that to give you one little anecdote. Did you know this? Did you know we talked about that a few times on this podcast? Do you know that mom love you, mom? Mom, mom knew Gordon Monson in college. Yes, mom. Do we should we go into this? No, let's 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 save that for another day, maybe. Okay. Uh, but mom, yeah, mom and her, and like later, I think we were at like a duel in the desert, you know, that tennis tournament in St. George one time, and we like ran uh, into him, and mom was like, oh yeah, I remember me and my roommate, and he was like, oh yeah, anyways. Uh, so nice slamage uh, that just fits with that everything. Uh, but Gordon Monson's a good local sports writer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he also has another one and it's like donovan mitch or something that one's kind of funny to me uh that one, yeah, I'll admit. like in the right if it's executed correctly that one that one can be okay I, I don't yeah know. i i don't uh, know i just think that gordon Muntz is an interesting guy he's, he's funny but yeah he's funny he's written a lot of good stuff um cool all right, one one other did you have anything else nickname wise or what well one thing and i don't know why if it's maybe it's just me i'm i'm not like a 
spider guy. Like, I don't really say it. I just don't feel like... comfortable saying it myself. Right. Like, when he was being interviewed by Stephen A. Smith, and he's like, spider. You know, I can't do a Stephen A. Smith voice. But um, I was like, oh, okay, it works for you. Like, you can do it. But it, not that, like, well, my feelings about Stephen A. Smith have, like, come and gone all the way around the block a, a million times. But I think he's good at that kind of stuff. Um, I... Yeah, that's just why, like, for me, it's, like, Don or Donnie. Like, I just he, – he feels like my friend. He's not my friend, but he is my friend kind of. So I feel like I can call him, like, that for short. Like, you know, and and Donovan also is just a fun name to say. Wow. Yeah. normal. So one, one other thing I want to say is a, a weird observation of him is the first time I saw him in person playing a game, um, we, Chris and I went um, – to a Warriors jazz game here and we had great seats cool game because David Stockton made his first free throw for the jazz so I was there for that and I was like end of the game and I was yelling really loud and people around me were like kind of making jokes and it was fun um but he's just big dude in person like I, 6-1 fine but he is like he looks like he could play running back or linebacker or something he's just a naturally very strong human being and his arms are yeah. crazy long oh and just because I'm getting way wonky and this is our middle segment. Um, I love the way he rebounds with one arm. Maybe this can segue into just some thoughts for this, uh, like how, how good he's been now. I, I, we don't need to belabor it, but he got 12 rebounds in that Thunder game. And uh, there's been a lot of talk about where the rebounds going to come from. He was awesome. And when he jumps up and his arms are so long and just snags it with one arm, I'm doing it right now. You can't see me, but I am. And, and hauls it in. And when he does like a one-arm baseball pass over great distances, that's just really cool. I, he, he's yeah, he's an incredible athlete. Yeah, he's he's pretty awesome. And also, like interesting anecdote that might lead into my social media thing of Donovan Mitchell. Are are we ready for the social media, or is there more Donovan Mitchell? No, let's go. Oh, well, let's just real quick and just say. Um, he's been incredibly efficient so far. It's looked, it's looked easy and effortless. Everybody's been talking about his efficiency before. So that's my big takeaway all the way back to segment one, throw back up there for real analysis or whatever. Here's the hard hitting analysis. Donovan's playing next level elite right now. And uh, if he plays like that, the jazz are going to win the championship. You heard it here first, not really first, but I'm saying it. Okay. Oh, I 100% agree. I feel like that was one of our things. And that's one of everyone's things on the take of the jazz that Donovan has to make one, one step up to another level and i i think he's doing it yep um but okay so your perfect segue of the donovan mitchell one-armed rebounds and the thunder goes extremely well into my social media take of the week so are we segment three-ing let's let's go to segment three segment three yay okay (laughs) so (laughs) Uh, so at the very end, and honestly, it was just like the perfect way to end game one for the Jazz, as for, for a Jazz fan, was that Donovan Mitchell, they, Oklahoma City chucked the ball down the court. Donovan Mitchell goes up, grabs it with one arm, and then and Chris Paul falls over, and the game ends. Did you, you, you I know did. It was, it was beautiful, yes. Okay, so Chris Paul falls over, and I mean, him personally, like this isn't him personally. But him on a jazz court or on a basketball court with an NBA jersey on, man, I just can't handle. And I love the um, way you describe that, and I want that to be a, a blanket caveat for all our podcasts in perpetuity. 
Like when I say I hate James Harden, I do not hate James Harden as a person. I hate the caricature of James Harden that plays basketball that I'm familiar with. And I'm with you on Chris Paul. Same, same thing. Uh, okay. So the, this tweet, I just thought was hilarious and I retweeted it and liked it and everything, but it's from um, Kylo Whittingham. Um, oh, he's good. At Kylo Whittingham must be a Ute fan, obviously, but um, he said, I wonder if, sorry, I wonder if people are jazz fans or Chris Paul haters and then threw <laughs> up like the shoulder shrug <laughs> emoji. <laughs> and oh man it's just that like i that tweet man it just went straight into my heart because i i'm obviously i'm jazz fan and a chris paul hater but yeah it's just like just the way that chris paul plays man and i just i like i think it no yeah i've never liked chris paul ever since he was on the hornets like well there was the darren williams rivalry yeah yeah and just like like one play that sums up everything that I think about is annoying about Chris Paul. Like, and this is all with my social media moment, but it was like he just barely crossed half court, and Mike Conley put his hand out, which is the ultimate no no against Chris Paul. But he put yeah. his hand out, and Chris Paul just like shoves his arms and falls over, and and they called the foul, but that he wanted it to be shooting three free throws. And I'm just like, come on, man. I hate like, it so just bad. play the game. Like, I hate uh, it so bad, but this is where I give everyone a, a pro tip on a fun pickup game thing. Because if, if you're playing pickup... I've seen you do this move. <laughs> this is my move. Maybe I'm the only person who thinks it's funny, but uh, guess what? My, my brand of humor is persistence. So uh, for at least once a pickup game, I think it's a pretty fun treat to just if somebody's arms out, especially if it's you guarding me, and I just <laughs> right. throw my arms into yours. And then real as serious as possible, say foul. Take the ball and check it up at the top. And <laughs> if people are paying attention, it normally gets at least a chuckle. Um, but it's kind of fun to do that because you never did that when you played, like, at least I didn't. We were playing, like, actual competitive basketball because it wasn't a thing until, like, Kevin Durant and Chris Paul and James Harden made it a thing. Um, and it's really not that hard to do, and it's kind of fun. But I hate <laughs> it in, in, in competitive basketball, and I'm with you. Like, there was that time when he falls on the ground, and he's, like, slapping Royce O'Neal like rep- repetitively to get a foul yeah. after he totally flopped like he got shot he's he's awful like I, I would say I'm with you like I'm old enough to remember like really having bad feelings about like Avery Johnson or something when he was on the Spurs I'm try- I was trying to think of somebody who I hated as much as Chris Paul back then I don't think they existed because I like I respected Gary Payton um and and guys like that who were playing against John Stockton but uh yeah I know he's he's the worst I'm with you. Yep. So that was my social media moment. Thought I'd share it. It's a great one. Um, once again, I suck at the rules for this, so I'm going to give you give you two, and solely because both of them actually require seeing them to be as funny. So I will tweet links to both of them. Yeah, this is really good podcasting where I'm going to describe to you something that I'm watching. Um, but again, Trey Toupe making a performance here. He tweeted um, a thing. There was a lot of funny tweets last night about when donovan mitchell was lying on the ground and a basketball falls oh down yeah and hits him in the groin area um and, it, and he he was very playful about it afterwards like there's a great picture of him with, with his laying stomach down it's really funny but uh he tweeted donovan donovan colon him speaking what are you trying to tell me that i can dodge bullets and then coach snyder no don I'm trying to tell you that when you're ready, you won't have to. And then a thing of that falling. And that's a, 
a matrix reference that's pretty funny (laughs) (laughs) and then but the best one the thing that won the the whole internet i'm gonna give it the prize for the whole internet yesterday was this this video of james harden dribbling down (laughs) (laughs) i won't even say any language of any tweet because there's so many good ones but you just gotta find one that has josh Hart's reaction so this is what happens james harden dribbles down pulls up for three josh hart who's guarding him um and has now had his like third reference on this podcast so good day for him on the twos and threes josh hart's got his arms straight up in the air and and james harden flops gets a foul or maybe they don't call the foul because he turns around in frustration and slams the ball with two hands into the ground and it bounces up and hits him back in the face immediately (laughs) and he was fine right so it's fine to laugh he turns around and tries to play off like it didn't happen but there's this amazing close-up of josh hart's face just looking so confused and just <laughs> and it's so good. So the the part of me that just can't stand James Harden, the basketball public facing version. I'm sure if we like hung out, I would think he was cool. Um, Love that. It was amazing. It was a lot of catharsis for everybody who's had to watch him get um, BS uh, foul calls on threes. So that's mine. <laughs> that was awesome. That video was so good. I wanted to say something about it too. <laughs> And I wasn't going to do it at first because I couldn't describe. Uh, I don't want to describe, but anyway, it's just so good that I have to mention it, and people have to have to watch it. It's imperative. Um, one note that's interesting from one of you, I Trey Toupay. I follow him as well. I I must just not be very observant, but I never realized that it's a picture of Trey Burke with a Toupay. It is. Yeah. <laughs> didn't know that either <laughs> that is funny oh who is this person i need to meet this person in real life that's really funny i did not know that i because I, I, I was like <laughs> i need to find this tweet i was like do i follow this person and i just must not because i've seen a lot of the tweets so i just not very observant i guess <laughs> yeah that's really funny all right well that's why we do this podcast though for learning um, that's right. i just learned all right, let's go uh, to our last. Um, should we just do who are we going to dub as our four point play guy this year? Can it just be Royce or are they never going to call a foul on Royce? Like uh, maybe it's. I don't think it's Boyan because his release is so quick. In, in memory of Jay Crowder. It's the Jay Crowder four point play. Here we go for an and one. And one, and one. Yeah! Um, what do you got? So for. For our N1, and I think we're kind of combining them. Is that right? Yeah, that's um, right. I'll piggyback on you. We want to pub a little bit the Cowhide Globe. So um, like Mark said at the beginning of the podcast, um, um, this is something that we're doing with Jake Hiller. And it's a website with links to everything jazz. So um, any jazz articles, tweets, blogs, um, podcasts, you can find them. Um, through Cowhide Globe. And we also, just a quick anecdote, we want it to be kind of an interactive thing so you can email. We want it to be a, a basis for fans to get their word out as well. Um, so if anyone's interested in posting a blog through the Cowhide Globe, you can reach out to us um, or interaction like that. Um, it's your center for jazz fandom. Yeah, for sure. Jay Keller is a, a longtime friend of, of both of us um, and a, a great dude. And he's had this website, um, which is, of course, a reference 
to the the great legend hot rod huntley um and there's a cool vocal recording of him on the website but he's had this website for a while and we've talked about just making a thing that's a fun easy place where a bunch of links to jazz stuff are so if you're just you know want to catch up on all the ways it's an easy place to go it has a twitter handle at cowhide globe co ceo there was somebody out there with an out at cowhide globe already and and we've interacted with them in what i thought was kind of a fun way um but but yeah so you can find links to the stuff on twitter we also it also has an email address that's service at cowhideglobe.com you can see that on the site we'll we'll put out links on twitter and facebook and instagram and stuff um and we'll tweet out our podcast through it um it's just like this podcast it's just meant to be fun and there's fun stuff on there and it's kind of a fun thing for us all to do jake's a big jazz fan and and we'll we'll definitely be, make appearances on the podcast and as part of that being interactive I did. We did put out in the middle of the week a little voicemail because I, you know, we wanted to get some stuff out um, after a couple games happened. If you have something you want to share on our podcast, um, if you have my phone number or Doug's, feel free to call and leave a voicemail. Also, if you just want to record a little thing that you think is funny and you want to send it either to that email address, service at cowhideglobe.com or DM on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or whatever, um, uh, if you send us something that's funny or or just a smart take on the jazz, uh, we'll either put it on the podcast or make a little midweek thing. Uh, we think that could be a fun uh, fun thing going forward. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that's it. Um, with a gentle push and, and a mild arc, uh, listen to the, the legend actually say it on, on, the, on the site. But I think, did we did we put the Cowhide Globe home, Doug, today? Yep. We, we put it home through, <laughs> through the nylon. Uh, so fun to be in the regular season, man. I love it. It's going to be a good week. Four games this week, so watch out. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's it. Twos and threes. Okay. Boom. Twos and threes. See you, man.